0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, here with my co-host, Carrie, And in today's episode, we have some very special guests. We are speaking with Alexander and Sebastian from Coster Sujorta I really can't say that name, but their story is really crazy. These two started their clothing brand essentially one year ago, and they've already sold over ten thousand shirts just essentially using organic TikTok. Oh and by the way they're only 19 years old and they just graduated high school one year ago. In that time they were able to quit their jobs and do this full time. So in this episode we're going to be talking all things design research, trend spotting, going viral on TikTok over and over again, and of course, how to turn those TikTok views into paying customers. But first, real quick, before we begin, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. Thank you so much. We are super excited that you are here. And just before we hop in, here's a quick word from this episode's sponsor.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print-on-demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. The magic of Gelato is that they focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to many benefits such as lower costs, faster delivery times, and most importantly, reducing carbon emissions. The focus on tech to knit together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries is truly unique. Thanks to this, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the print-on-demand industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com slash gelato and use the discount code PODPLAYBOOK, all capital letters, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number sixfigurefounder.com slash G-E-L-A-T-O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube.
0: Adrian here with Carrie and I am super excited for today's interview this is an interview with two like very young guys that have seen a lot of success very early on and I am just so excited to bring on Alex and Sebastian from I know I'm gonna butcher this name but I'm gonna try to say it Coster Snorta I'll have them pronounce it for you. That was good, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I'm going to have them present it for you, but their story is absolutely unreal. I had a chance to meet these two at the Gelato Accelerator Summit a couple weeks back in Sweden. And I was just absolutely blown away by their knowledge at such a young age and their success. And they even did a, like just a fire presentation for the entire group. So. We're gonna talk about it all, but let me just cut to the chase. Welcome, Alex and Sebastian.
2: Well, Hi thank you. you. That was uh, quite a presentation. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Thanks we're, for being here, guys.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate you guys taking the time. We know you're busy, um, but there's so much we wanna ask you. And I think that there's so many questions that our listeners are gonna have. So I'm gonna do my best to kinda, of, uh, you know, Include those questions throughout uh, just to, you know, trying to think of what our, our listeners will have. But why don't we just start really broad? Can you guys just introduce yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about yourselves, who you are, your story and what you're doing now?
2: Yeah. So, um, it, it all started like a year ago. I was, uh, I mean, I'm a heavy TikTok user myself. Uh, so I was just scrolling through TikTok, uh, after being finished with high school, having nothing to do. And I just saw like a, a, a TikTok of like a funny t-shirt saying like raise gas prices. And I thought like <laughs> this could, this could really work in Norway because like funny things like this really catches the eye, especially on TikTok. And then, uh, started the Norwegian store and then Sebastian started the German store.
3: Yeah, so uh, so uh, we've been we're best friends. So I've been watching him uh, doing uh, throughout the whole process, and when it started, started blowing a little bit up in Norway. I, I thought to myself, why not do the same in Germany? So I hopped on and uh, and uh, I started in Germany as well. And uh, after a short while, we
0: both quit our jobs, and now
3: we're here. Yeah,
0: Dang. That is amazing, so that good. is amazing. Oh man, I have so many questions for you guys. So let me just kind of sum up what you've said so far. You guys have been doing this for one year, correct? One year. Yeah, in Norway, one year
3: and uh, eight months in Germany, yeah. Eight months in Germany.
0: Okay, and I want to explore that a little bit and hear about how you did that, how you have like the Norwegian store and the German store, but I just want to get a little bit more information. So you guys have been doing this for one year. Alex, you were a heavy TikTok user and we know that you guys, a lot of your explosive growth has come from free organic TikTok, is that correct? Exactly.
2: Yeah. We, okay. we, I mean, we only market like organically on TikTok. We haven't done any paid advertising yet, which is really, right. it's a new right. concept, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super impressive. And I saw on your website that you guys have delivered over 3000 shirts. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. On the Norwegian one, in mm-hmm. Norwegian just one.
3: In the, the
0: Norwegian one. one. Yeah. The German
3: one is, uh, around, I think 7,000. Yeah. Come
0: wow.
1: two so thousand so- shirts in a year. Yeah, That's insane. insane!
0: Like you guys are probably over a six-figure brand in one year in American dollars, um, yeah, easily, yeah, easily. Just kind of yeah, doing exactly. the math, yeah, you multiple. guys are easily over. Wow, that is that is so impressive. Um, oh, there's so many much I want to talk about. Let's True. let's just start by talking about kind of the idea of starting in Norway and targeting. Were you just targeting the Norwegian market? Was that the idea? And then you're like, well, Germany has a really big population. They could depreciate this too. And then started targeting the German. How did, that, how did that all play out?
2: Yeah, we can talk about the Norwegian first, maybe. Um, sure. the, the, I mean, I, I was really like in, narrow-minded in the start. I thought, okay, this has already been done in the US. It's saturated already. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to start in like a Norwegian version to really niche down uh, to what I know in the market because there was no... Norwegian T-shirt uh, brand like this, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's where it started, and we just saw it really went well, and there was no competition in Germany.
3: Yeah, and since I'm I'm half German, so I speak German fluently. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's why I thought also uh, why not just do it in German, because uh, like it's like the thought when you when somebody has done it before, you think it's saturated, but mm-hmm. as soon as you do it in another language, it's it's a totally new market. Uh, so so that's just what we've been doing. Yeah and that's well, incredible yeah, I was gonna and add, to,
1: one of the things we taught like i talk about here in the us is like even within the us you know you can niche down to your state even some because we have 50 plus states uh and then even some you know some people niche down to just their city because some cities are multiple millions of people yeah. so it's interesting that you guys did that you know where you're at i just had a quick question do you guys know approximately kind of what the market size was in norway and then also in germany like population or like how 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 big could it get essentially
3: well that's it's hard to say because it's like uh, the niche is is, is is just like funny t-shirts so like anybody yeah. can find it funny but uh, but then it's uh, it's usually like uh, teenager boys in the age mm-hmm. from 13 to 25 I would say that
2: are like the main uh, our main customers yeah so it's, it's fairly broad actually uh, and it really catches on quickly and that, that's why I think it works so well because i mean it's just free advertising and it's really like what what is that t-shirt you're wearing that's that you can't wear that right and then right. they will ask you well where do you get that from that that's just crazy and i mean it spreads like wildfire
3: and we also we also uh expanded a little bit uh because it started with pretty niche specific memes mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like uh like very specific things but after a while we've now uh, done more like broad broader jokes and uh and uh, just generalized funny things that anyone can find funny. Yeah,
2: like wanted by the IRS. That, that's
0: really- right, I saw that. anybody
1: you know, can
2: be wanted by the IRS.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so good. That's but so essentially, good. you could keep okay. expanding out to different different languages, different countries. I mean, you could keep kind of doing the same thing, dude.
0: That's the idea, that's yeah. Awesome. So clever. Oh and course. so many people just don't even think about that. Most people just target the US. There's a huge population here, over 300 million people. Um, but you guys like I'm looking at the population in Norway as of 2021, it was 5.4 million people. And you guys have created a six figure brand in one year, just (laughs) in the Norwegian population like that is wild. And this is, you know, this is just going to be so inspirational for so many of the listeners, because I think a lot of people think they need to appeal to everyone or they need to appeal to a massive population of people. But you guys have proven that that's not the case. Um, so that's really cool. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this because I want to understand how you did the two stores. So did you create two separate Shopify accounts? One for Norway and one for Germany? Yes. Yeah.
2: Because okay. I mean, we, we, we tried making it under one store because I mean, for, if you double the stores, you mount, you double the amount of subscriptions and apps, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: you, it's, it's really hard to connect two domains. It has to be like subdomains, yeah. and the names didn't really translate. Right. right. So it's two different brand names also. Yeah.
0: Right. And how can you guys pronounce them for the listeners? Because I butchered one of them and I think it's much better if you guys just say them. Yeah. So it's
2: it's
3: it's Kosteschutter. Huh? Okay. Uh, Lesteshemd in Germany. hemt.
0: Okay. Okay. You got You're it. probably yeah. butchered that too.
3: So it's kind of a wordplay, uh, kind of a saying. So in Norway, Kosteschutter means it costs the shirt. And that's like a mm-hmm. saying you say when something expensive. So you mm-hmm. say, oh, it's cost a shirt. But then it's actually a yeah, shirt. It's a, it's a yeah, wordplay it's a on shirts. And in yeah. Germany, it's the same kind of the same wordplay. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So do you guys have two different TikTok accounts? One in German and one in Norwegian? Yes. Okay. Then,
2: yeah. Because I mean, uh, if, if we were to post a German TikTok on the Norwegian account, it would it only sense. get shown to Norwegian people, right? Sure. Because we are based in Norway, so it's quite an intricate uh, VPN scheme to try to make TikTok right. believe we are in Germany. Yeah, that's uh, right. that's another
3: case targeting the German the German uh, customers. Yeah. Uh, I have to have two different phones, uh, one that it has that is completely wiped for any information, and connect that one uh, to a VPN which or like uh, from the hotspot from my other phone which is connected to a German VPN yeah. and then TikTok believes that uh, that that the account is German. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty well thought out. So essentially you guys are running this like two totally separate businesses but are you repurposing all the same designs and then just having them translated into the other language?
2: Basically. Yeah, yeah. there are some of this but yeah, I mean, you could take this to all the different languages. I mean, there's no limits.
0: Yeah. yeah, so good. That, that that is so cool. Um, so I want to know. I actually want to like go back a little bit in time and want to know at what point did you decide to sell apparel? Like, were you posting anything in advance? Like, were you posting funny t-shirts to your TikTok and then you were seeing a lot of people react and say, "Where did I get that?" Or were you just very active on TikTok and you were seeing other people post this stuff and be like, "You know what, like." I, I could do this too. And then you decide to start your own brand. How did that, how did that all play out?
2: Yeah. The, the latter. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we saw the people's uh, posting and I thought, well, why not try this? We haven't, I mean, we just finished high school when we started this,
0: so we didn't
2: really have time to start any business really. Yeah. I,
0: I think that's something worth mentioning too. You guys are what, like 19? Yeah, 19. No, we we're 19. 19 years old. So you guys started this brand, these brands, I should say, when you were 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. And you guys were still in high school at the time.
3: We just we just finished high school. Like a gap year. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you had just finished high school and then you started the business. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: that's right.
0: Businesses. It's like a cliche story. It's, quite, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> weird to <laughs> say it myself. Yeah. And you quit your jobs at what point? Well, um... We were
3: working both uh, at an elementary school, uh, like a substitute uh, substitute teacher, uh, assistant teacher assistant, and uh, and then uh, we were like in our free time we were working till like uh, 5 p.m. and then we went home and kept uh, working uh, on the on the business uh, till we went to sleep. And then after a while, um, the sales, at least in Q4 in December, uh, the sales started going crazy. And, uh, and then uh, at some point we were making more in a day than we did at the, at the job in a week or two weeks. So we just, uh, we just quit our jobs and, uh, and uh, focused
0: all our energy into that. That is so cool. So how long did it take before you started seeing success? So from the time you started the <laughs> business to starting to post TikToks about your product, how long did it take before, and maybe you guys can just kind of share the story about the first time you went viral on TikTok, because I'm guessing that's when things really took off for you. Is that correct?
2: And, and I think that's, that's really the key with TikTok. It doesn't really matter how many followers or how much you have spent posting TikToks. I mean, if TikTok recognizes you have a good TikTok, it just explodes. Right. Uh, I think for me in the start it, uh, I, I mean, I set all of the store, all the logistics with gelato. Uh, but then it took like it took two weeks, and then I got my first really viral video, and I think it, it was like uh, two thousand dollars in one day, just suddenly. What? And that, that's I mean that's the potential with TikTok, right? Yeah. For
3: the German store as well. that was uh, also since uh, the German store started in uh, I think I bought the Shopify domain uh, on the first of October. Uh, 2022, and uh, then just spent the month kind of setting up the store and connecting with gelato and uh, making T-shirt designs, posting a little bit, and then uh, in the end of October, sometime I got a sale, and then not nothing more. And then suddenly in November, I started getting a lot of viral videos, and the more views, the more the more sales you get. Uh, so easy, right. it's so easy. So so then it started blowing up, and already in December we quit our job. So it's yeah. kind of
2: really explosive but i, I mean i mean th- this might sound uh off-putting for a lot of people right it's like instant success but right. especially for young people who really know the algorithm because i mean if you spend four hours on tiktok each day you know what what you yeah. see all the time you can just copy the same formats mm-hmm. use yeah. your products in those videos and then suddenly i mean you can quit your job <laughs> now that, that's that's a true <laughs> way of saying it but uh, well- but yeah, I want to add a
1: little bit here because um, I love to dive deeper into the to the strategy a little bit on TikTok because I think mm-hmm. that's what's going to bring a lot of value to the people listening to this because Placeit.net is the internet's largest collection of
0: realistic mock-ups design templates and so much more in fact it's our most used tool as print on demand and apparel sellers and we've been using it almost daily for over eight years with the power of place it you can put your designs on products ranging from t-shirts mugs hats bags posters and more then simply pick the setting and model and generate a high quality realistic photo mock-up that you can use on your website social media in your marketing or wherever you choose not only that place it has an incredible design studio to create your next best-selling design start with one of the thousands of templates or create your design from scratch in a matter of minutes place it really is like magic with a do it for you type offering and we believe this is a must-have tool for every print-on-demand or apparel seller go to sixfigurefounder.com slash place it to get 10 percent off your first month or 10% off an annual subscription no discount code is required but you must use our link to get your 10% off that's the number six figurefounder.com/place it or use the link below in the show notes or in the description
1: on YouTube thank you so much place it for sponsoring this episode. I would say that for me and Adrian's perspective, like we haven't seen a lot of t shirt brands that have really like blown up on TikTok specifically. You know, we see them have success on Instagram, Facebook, and these kind of platforms. But a lot of people, I think in the US, they might be a little scared of TikTok or like they don't mm-hmm. know what kind of content to put out. But like mm-hmm. I think what's really cool. So I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at your TikTok page on my computer right now. And I obviously I can't read it all because in a different language. But what I think is cool and what I've seen, what I've seen from other brands that are not having success necessarily, is like, they're trying to do very like generic videos of their products, like a mock-up and maybe like some cool, you know, effects. But like, you guys are actually doing like some, you're including your products, but you're doing creative stuff. You're mm-hmm. like, I see a lot of your TikToks, you're carrying the package or the t-shirt, throwing it, you know, and then it's like it's like opening the t-shirt, right? And like, you've got some text on there that I'm sure is like a joke or something, you know, to kind of get people engaged in it. And like, you're doing some pretty creative stuff, but it kind of looks like you have kind of a format or a template that seems to be working for you. So like, would you walk us through like, what goes into making a piece of content for TikTok? And how do you come up with the idea?
3: Of course. Yeah, well, um, the main thing about TikTok is that it's such a like dopamine heavy app. Uh, People just scroll if it's something that doesn't stimulate them. So it has to be, it has to be uh, like eye-catching or it has, something has to happen. And, and we have found like kind of a format, uh, a formula, uh, let's say, d- by doing a lot of trial and error and looking at what works and what doesn't. And uh, there are like three main parts to it, which is uh, the beginning where you have to really kind of uh, have something that uh, snaps the viewer out of, out of their mindless scrolling, that uh, grabs their attention. So um, usually this can be by having a text or something that kind of uh, the package and then they want to see maybe what's in the package and have something kind of to bring them along through the video.
2: And then the next part, you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I mean, just to use an example in the, one of the videos you, you see, the, the, my mom is like uh, the, the, the caption is saying, my mom gave me my school uniform. And then I I take my, my package and then the viewer will say, Oh, well, what's the uniform. And then I reveal it. And it says like lower the teacher salaries.
0: like Funny, funny, controversial, kind of ironic, just like, and and, and the
2: last part is what, what really makes the TikTok go viral because the lower teacher salaries, Oh, a, a school, a school kid will want to share this video. Imagine if we were wearing this to school, right? Right, and that, that that's really the key to make, uh, make it shareable, right? Like right. make it make it fit in mm-hmm. with the TikTok, uh, look, right? Like not yeah. make it too professional, and make it shareable.
3: Just yeah. create some engagement, um, and that's kind of the main thing. And usually, usually uh, about uh, what you said uh, about like these generic kind of videos, they're not li- not really any there's no stimulation. So Mm -hmm. usually I would say the the best tip actually for almost any brand, not not just a t-shirt brand or whatever you're selling is put some humor into it. If Mm -hmm. you put some humor into it, you can, you can uh, create engagement with almost anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. They're dropping gold, Adrian. Yeah.
0: These are really good tips. People are going to love hearing this stuff, you know, and it's, it's what it's, it's nice hearing people like you guys who are having so much success on TikTok with a clothing brand Saying this stuff because I completely agree with you guys. Like that's that's what I see too, and that's what I see a lot of the successful clothing brands on TikTok doing as well. But um, yeah, you guys are. I mean, you guys have kind of nailed it. So one thing that's kind of interesting is one one concern that a lot of people with tic, that uh, a lot of people have with TikTok is like, oh, I'm not comfortable showing myself on camera. I'm not comfortable talking or showing my face but you guys have never shown your face on camera <laughs> so um, cool. oh, you oh. guys are pulling this off without being in front of the camera like it shows your hands it shows uh, you know it shows packages and stuff like that what went into that is that just part of the formula or were you guys like eh, we don't really want to be on camera or what how did that play out
3: well uh in the beginning we didn't really want to be on camera so that's kind <laughs> of we just had to improvise uh, and uh, also like uh, inspiration from other creators or other t-shirt brands that were doing kind of the same thing but uh, in different markets and seeing what they were doing and what worked and then it's it's always uh, always just a trial and error thing uh, mm-hmm. do you just have to try and sometimes the video gets only a hundred views and then sometimes it gets three hundred thousand and the and then you see what works and what doesn't. And after a while, it just becomes kind of a natural kind of sense that
2: you get while you're filming. Yeah, rinse and repeat. That's the yeah. idea.
1: Dude, I love, I, I just love, I have to say, like, I just love how, you know, you guys are young and you just like, you're not afraid. And it's not, It's it's so simple, right? It's just like, we saw an opportunity. We knew TikTok was the thing, you know, the hot thing. We, we started testing different things just putting things out there see what works and like boom it you know something happens so it's like but you guys it seems like you guys aren't overthinking any one thing you're not like stressing out over any one thing you're just like let's just go let's just try things let's just do things like see what happens
3: yeah that's that's really the main thing kind of uh, it's not we really weren't even that serious it started more like a joke like uh, why not just uh, just yeah. try it. And you don't have to do everything with perfection from the beginning. And that's the thing. As long as you just do something, it's all going to And As long as you're in the direction, it's all going to form and, and, and uh, become great in the end. That's just the thing. You cannot like uh, obsess over,
2: over the tiny itty bitty things uh, right from the beginning. And what's even better, TikTok really rewards imperfection in their videos. I yeah. mean, they mm-hmm. I mean, post a video with a mistake. I mean, people will comment on the video. You spelled this word wrong. You had this in your video. Which Why do you either. have a hole in your sock? Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and TikTok that makes it go more separate. viral, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've seen-
2: TikTok doesn't separate between positive and negative comments, right? Every comment yeah. is super positive. So if you get like an argument in your comments, that's just the best thing that's that can happen to you, right? Thing ever. Because then your yeah. video just gets shown to and you. And after
3: a while, we also do things like this purposely, like uh, place like some funny objects in the frame yeah. like kind of in the in the frame so maybe someone notices it and comments and then more people view the video again but uh, and yeah so that's that's kind of a, a funny thing with the, with tiktok that it's really rewarding but it's also it's uh, the thing about it it's an amateur app like anybody can post and anybody is posting so you don't have to have a 500 camera you can just do it with your phone like this mm-hmm. have it a little bit shaky and the uh, not the best
0: quality and it, it it could still go super viral man that is so so good i'm i'm loving this this is this is such good stuff so, so much wisdom you guys so much so, like people can learn so much from you guys i just feel like you have so much to teach um and we're, we're going to continue unwrapping this stuff but i'm just curious so you guys knowing that you knowing that tiktok sometimes it works in your favor well most of the time it works in your favor to be a little controversial or to 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 do things like spell words wrong i've seen so many tiktokers doing that and everyone comments like oh you spelled this word wrong right um just to stimulate engagement and to get get the algorithm thinking a lot of people are liking it and feeding it out to more people so do you guys do that like do you guys are you guys intentionally do you intentionally try to be controversial or do you guys intentionally like make some spelling errors to try to stimulate engagement? And does it work on the videos that you've tested doing that in?
3: Yeah, well, it's a part of the formula. Uh, for us, luckily, uh, kind of the controversial or stimulation part is the t-shirt because they're like controversial and funny t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, usually we also add onto that to create even more traction, to have these small spelling mistakes. At least in Germany, people are very picky on, on the spelling and on the grammar. So, so that's also a a great thing to do, but
2: uh, you also, uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, uh, we won't get into that, but uh, it's like really controversial thing that, that young people are really triggered by. And also like political things are also really good things to, to trigger in the comment section, because Mm. when an argument starts and more people start adding on, that's really, I mean, your, your videos may not get that many likes, right? the algorithm thinks that everybody's commenting on it. So it must be good, Right. And then it gets Mm -hmm. uh, blown up. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's, that's good to know, good for people to know kind of how the algorithm works and whatnot, because I would say that the TikTok TikTok is like the best, most sophisticated algorithm, in my opinion. I feel like it's just Mm -hmm. so good at serving you content that you want to see based on your watch history, like, it's like, you watch like two videos on one topic, and all of a sudden, you're just getting pounded with content Mm. in this topic. And that's, that's where I'm sure it really comes in handy for you guys. It's, you know, someone sees a funny video, they comment on it from your page. And then a lot of other people are just, you know, they're just being shown other videos from your page. Um, Yeah, and actually, one
2: thing I I listened to your to your last podcast about uh, Instagram, where you said, and an Instagram follower is, is worth 10 times more than, an, than a TikTok follower. Well, I would say in our experience, it's 100 times easier to get in TikTok followers than Instagram followers. Ah, so actually, I, mean, yeah. I mean, the reach, yeah. I mean, each person you reach may not want to buy it, but the yeah. amount of people you reach is just astronomically larger. That's the main thing. Yeah, point. That's that's
0: totally, it's, tip. you know, it's it's a fair point. And it's really interesting because one thing that's awesome about TikTok is that, which is different than Instagram based on the algorithm is that people are more on kind of even footing on TikTok. It's like, they don't care if you have 100,000 followers, if your content sucks, they're not going to push it out to people whereas mm-hmm. if you have a hundred followers but you're just putting out awesome content that's really resonating and people are watching it all the way through and a lot of people are watching then we'll push it out and so there's kind of like more of a like a, let me know if you agree with me but it's it's easier to go viral because they don't care about your following all they care about really is watch time would you agree with that 100 uh, yeah. percent.
3: my first video ever that i posted on uh, on tiktok got like Eight thousand views, and I didn't have one follower. Yeah. Crazy,
2: that's I mean, yeah. crazy. Yeah.
3: And sorry, I quick. Would... Oh, I, sorry. I, go I, ahead.
2: Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, just as as a as a t-shirt brand on TikTok, try not to act as a t-shirt brand. Try mm. to act as a just a funny creator that has funny t-shirts on them. If people mm-hmm. like your t-shirts, they will go to your profile. They will see, oh, it's a link in bio. Buy the t-shirts here. I'll buy them. Or they because, will ask in the comment section and you just uh, write the yeah. link in bio. Right. That don't that's what don't I was try at. to sell on TikTok. That's,
1: that's so, the
0: right such plan. good um, advice. That's what and I was going to ask you.
1: Just more of a little bit of a technical question because I can't read the, obviously I can't read it. Yeah, it's not in English. Um, how are you getting people to actual, what's the call to action to get them to buy the shirt? So like in the TikTok video, are you saying anything like buy at the link in our bio or anything like that? or are you Rarely. just replying to comments or they're yeah. just going over to your to your profile
3: well uh, I usually never have any link and bio stuff written uh, in the video or in the in the caption uh, but kind of like I have a profile picture and our logo is a t-shirt and mm-hmm. and and the brand name kind of uh, speaks for itself and after a while also people start like recognizing you if they've seen an old video and they know it okay this is uh, kind of a, a t shirt brand, but uh, but usually just uh, responding in the comments. And after a while, once you've built kind of a following base, pe- other people will respond for you in the comments. So yeah. when somebody asks, Where's the shirt from? somebody else will say, It's in the bio, dumbass.
1: Yeah. And,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have to do it yourself, you know?
1: Oh, yes. that's so great. Cause like, yeah, I was curious if you guys were like, you know, putting a link in the caption or, you know, saying like, go buy this. Do you think it actually hurts you in the algorithm yeah. to say like buy it, the link in our bio or something like that?
3: I have the feeling that the the algorithm does not like kind of the, if you have link in bio in, in the caption yeah. or in the video. I've, uh, in my experience, uh, that usually doesn't work for my, in my experience, the best thing is kind of to act like uh, just another person that like, just like the viewer to have like LMAO, something in the caption or in the video like more of the casual style not do it all, uh, way too serious and that's often the biggest problem i mm-hmm. think with with a lot of other brands uh, is that they take it all too seriously and have this eight thousand dollar camera with the all the pro mm-hmm. stuff and just here is the t-shirt and the nothing stimulation and the, no kind of they're not even resonating uh, to the to the viewers yeah and that's yeah. the biggest mistake i think
0: yeah, that's that's great, great advice. And yeah, it, it, TikTok almost seems like the anti-ad platform. Like even the ads don't look like ads. The ones that are no. a lot of the ones that are successful, they look like normal content, user-generated yeah. content that people are just posting, and it's almost like <laughs> tricking them. They're they're like, I didn't even know this yeah, was an ad, 100%. you know. And it just catches. me. And it's it's really cool and it's it's refreshing in my opinion because. Wouldn't you guys agree? Instagram is so curated. It's very curated. Like they care a lot about the aesthetic and about, Mm -hmm. you know, the brand and whatnot. And it can take a lot more time to create that kind of curated content. You're, you're editing your, your images, you're throwing, you know, different, um, you're, you're, you're tweaking things on them. You're making sure it's on brand. Whereas TikTok, it's so raw. Like you guys are just pulling out your cameras, filming this raw content and it has a chance maybe even a better chance of going viral than posting like a well-curated reel on Instagram.
3: It does hundred percent. It does. yeah, hundred percent. And that's also uh, something worth mentioning with TikTok is if you have this specific niche, it's uh, it's so much easier to kind of expand your niche or kind of bring new people into the niche uh, instead of just focusing on this specific type and trying to kind of milk out what you have in, in this in this place, because you have, you have
2: uh, such a great reach with Tiktok. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to reach new people. I think that's the main main line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I'm curious to know your thoughts because this is something that it, oh, people are always asking about. What are your thoughts on hashtags? Like hashtags and let's talk about Tiktok specifically, cause you guys are the Tiktok pros. What are your thoughts about hashtags and Tiktok? If you like, do you use them? How would you use them? If so?
3: Well, uh, I think we both have like our brand hashtag uh, in every video. That's the first hashtag always. Uh, so it's kind of the caption and then hashtag Kostosjurta uh, or hashtag LetseSemt. And um, it, it varies. Uh, it, 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 I think it depends a lot on the algorithm. When, when, when there's an update, I think it's usually better to have, or at least now in the last couple of weeks, uh, I've benefited more from only having my brand uh, hashtag and then Hashtag something related to the to the content of the video. If it's kind of lower teacher salaries, I would add hashtag teacher or school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but uh, earlier on, I would uh, I would use maybe five to ten hashtags uh, mm-hmm. that are all specific to the kind of niche, like memes uh, hashtag, t shirt hashtag, uh, funny, you know that kind of stuff hashtag, uh, IRS.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think actually more so than than uh, creating more engagement with the hashtags, uh, we we used TikTok a lot as a as a search engine. So if you include like a hashtag Norwegian T-shirt, for example, if people search Norwegian T-shirt, if you make a hashtag Norwegian T-shirt, it will come up further up in the in the TikTok search. Mm, and uh, so that, that I think is the main advantage by using a long caption or including what your product is in the hashtags.
0: Right, right. That's that's be, really good. You, yeah, yeah so really like, good insight. Oh, good. Yeah, an example of this would probably
3: also be like if you have hashtag funny, hashtag t shirt, hashtag memes or something like this, mm-hmm. and somebody uh, is uh, this also promotes the algorithm uh, or if the algorithm really promotes that if somebody searches them for something funny or uh, a gift idea or something and they earlier uh, liked a lot of memes, it would automatically be on the top yeah
0: hmm. yeah that's interesting um what are your thoughts on the caption like how do you guys are you guys just mainly focused on the video and capturing people's attention that way or is there some strategy to the caption like do you ask questions um how do you get people to engage or how do you use the captions
2: uh <clears throat> actually uh, as an example for this uh for, for the teacher lowered uh, teacher salaries t-shirt I, I sent I wrote, like, uh, tag the person you would wear this to school with. I mean, just, mm-hmm. to, just to try if that works. And it actually worked quite well. I mean, then then people will, oh, maybe this person will wear it to school with me. And then we'll tag the friend, and then the friend will comment, oh, that was so cool. Imagine if this person wore it. And then they will comment, I mean, it, uh, things like this where you, where you incentivize engagement. That's really powerful, I think. I think it's really powerful, but mainly it is the video yeah. uh, usually the caption is uh,
3: uh, i think you should always keep it casual uh, and not have it too kind of corporate uh, uh, something long just something quick and simple and uh, maybe like tag tag someone who would wear this or or uh, which of your friend mm-hmm. is uh, is the stupidest to wear this t-shirt you know mm-hmm. kind of like just something casual uh, that c- that could either promote uh, engagement or to just like uh, exaggerate the the casualness of your of your video or
2: like make it seem really authentic and be be careful not to show that you're that you want to make your video go more viral i mean you you, you don't that, that, like back to the call to action point you don't want to make a call to action you don't make, want to make it obvious that you make money from this that's what, peop, them what people don't want to see your content because they they don't want to give you free free engagement or free uh, sales right So you have to really keep it uh, user friendly.
0: That that's, that's really interesting, man. It's just such a different beast than something like an Instagram. They're just, there is just such different strategy, but I'm also curious to know, kind of, kind of talking more about the strategy here. What are your thoughts on the trending audio or music selection? Are you always looking for the trendy music? What's really trendy right now? Um, and then what are your thoughts on text overlay on the actual video? Uh, for the audio
3: part, definitely uh, the trendy sounds uh, is. I think it's the almost the only sounds that we use. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of what sounds we found on our for you page. That those are the sounds that we use. Uh, so uh, and for the text part, it's. I think it's almost for us. It's necessary. Uh, it's a necessity to kind of have this in the beginning so that to engage the customer uh, or the the viewer to to keep watch, watching mm. so like um, my uh, i have this t-shirt uh, this t-shirt where it says i have disappointed my family and it's this cute little drawing and uh, and uh, i will just have in the beginning have a text where it says like um my dad saw my uh, notes uh, my graduation notes or what is my it grades, called like my my, my grades, grades my yeah. school grades uh, and now he gave me this t-shirt and then it's kind of like six seven seconds of me like getting the package and stuff to uh, pr- further promote the algorithm uh, and then the final reveal so the text i think uh, for us it's a necessity but sometimes you can also also just kind of just film the t-shirt or the, or
2: the process but for the music be careful not to fall into the uh corporate music job with the this is the trending sound right now and then it was trending 4 weeks ago i think because i've seen that a lot on tiktok like uh, tr- uh, make it on tiktok accounts why you're not going viral they will post like capcut templates but please just don't use i mean the the capcut <laughs> templates are always used by uh, I, I I I don't want to like critique anyone but the the capcut templates are are always used by the not so young people trying to expand their business on TikTok. I mean, on Instagram, it may work well, I don't know. But on TikTok, it it gives off the impression that you really don't know what goes viral on TikTok. So you have to use the CapCut templates to, to try to do that yourself. I mean, I'm sorry if that's harsh to anyone.
0: No, yeah, that's that's, the reality. that's a really interesting perspective. Like, we're, we we had like we want you guys to give your perspectives. You guys are really good at this, and you've had a lot of success. And you know, there are different strategies that different people use. What whatever is working for you, we want to hear it. So, are you are you saying uh, on TikTok avoid cap cut templates altogether, or only use the really new ones before they've been kind of oversaturated and overused?
2: Yeah, the the, the last one, and of course, I mean. It it never hurts to post an extra TikTok. Right. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to, it's better post to post a, then a we, cap
1: cut than not post a cap cut.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not post, post your post Just, some extent. Yeah, post yeah. your normal videos as well, and then put in some cap cuts as well. That that's that's yeah. the strategy.
0: Cool. There, one more thing about strategy, that I want to ask you guys because I think you guys are really good at this. Is the kind of clip to length ratio? It seems like you you chop it up really nicely. And it's you know that we we know that psychologically that kind of keeps people's people's attention longer than if it's just one you know one cut the whole thing filmed. So what's kind of your strategy around that?
3: Well, uh, usually it's kind of based on the audio. Actually, uh, a lot of times it's based on the audio. If the audio is uh, is really short, like uh, only three seconds before kind of the beat drops, uh, <laughs> or before like the the. The top of the audio, like where the most stimulation uh, is happening, and then the video video will be shorter. But usually, I would not recommend to have like more than eight seconds before the kind of reveal before the engagement part. I would say that's kind of a hard limit. Depending on your niche, I don't know, but uh, for mm. us usually, because people fall off so easily on TikTok, uh, you should probably keep it to like six seven seconds and then kind of have the reveal. That's kind of what uh, what we've been doing uh, and what works best for us. Yeah, definitely.
0: That's cool, awesome. that's really interesting to know. I actually wanna kind of step back a little bit more and talk about the beginning for a second again, cause I want people to kind of feel like your experience at the beginning, what it was like for you guys. So correct me if I'm wrong, You you set up your Shopify store and two weeks later, you had a video go viral and you started just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Like your phone's ringing off the hook. Is that how it went? Like, give, give us a play by play of, from the time you set up your store, the first time you went viral, what happened and how long did that last? Just let, I, I want people to envision themselves like in your shoes here.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean, I, um, it, it started when I was finished in school and I, I just had, I was tired of doing nothing and I just set up a shop. I saw the video and then I had my summer break. So I really just left it off as a funny idea. And then I, then I got home and I started working more on this. Uh, and th- that's the two, two week mark when I got home from the summer break uh, when I really started posting TikToks. And then, uh, yeah, the, the two weeks went by, the viral video came and I remember I had like, um, like a youth debit card which had like a limit on $500 per day usage. <laughs> so, so like uh, 1 a.m., I, I hit my like my phone started ringing and my, my bank called me say you 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 reached your limit so I went home uh, upstairs to my mom and I said mom I need to borrow your credit card <laughs> and coming and I have I have to pay for the orders so uh, I, I used her credit card I didn't reach her limit luckily uh, and then paid her back yeah
0: yes wow yes so, that's that's an awesome story how many videos did it take you. Before you went viral, like how many videos did you post before you went viral? I, 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 I want to say like
2: 30 and I post okay. maybe two a day. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're posting two a day and then kind of one just hit after the two week mark. Was it immediate? Like one of the ones you posted right away. Was it an older one that all of a sudden got traction? How did that look?
2: No, on TikTok, it really goes fast. Uh, it's very rarely that the old videos go viral again. Uh, but I mean, I, I got, because I use TikTok myself, I got the hunch that this design made, because it's, it was a design that says, I'm allergic to gluten with like a funny thing on. Um, and I thought this, maybe people could tag each other in this one. That, that would be cool. Um, and then, yeah, it just went uh, overnight, really.
0: Wow, that's, that's amazing. So all of a sudden, you get all these sales coming in for this shirt. And then kind of what happened after that? Were you was your goal? Like, we're just going to keep pumping out a lot is essentially as much content as we can and continue to try to go viral on these trendy shirts on these funny shirts. Is that was that kind of the goal? Just keep putting new shirts out there and creating content around them? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's right. That's that's so interesting. And, and it kind of leads me to another question because you guys have hilarious <laughs> designs, and some are some are controversial, a lot are really funny, like kind of conversation starters. So I could see why on TikTok these would do well because they love TikTok loves when people are commenting on videos. They think they're liking and engaging with it. Um, how do you guys get your ideas? Like, how do you get your design ideas?
3: Well, uh, a combination of inspiration and uh, kind of creativity just just uh, again to the point of just trying just start by trying and uh, and uh, of course our main inspiration were these uh, guys that were doing it uh, in the U.S. Uh, so kind of based off of that and then you kind of get start to getting a hunch on what what would fit on a t-shirt and what would be funny and and then you speak to family members, and they have, oh, I have this idea, this could be mm-hmm. funny. And then you're like, oh, maybe. And then you start, you go into, we start with Photo P, which like is a, is a free version of Photoshop online, but it, it takes uh, so much of the CPU. So so eventually we had to get the Shopify and the Photoshop, and mm-hmm. uh, and then you just go into Photoshop and try creating something. And in the end, maybe it's a
2: it's a new mm-hmm. bestseller design. And, and another thing which is really unique with TikTok and maybe Instagram, when when we create a really viral video, people will comment, make t t-shirt with this design and I'll buy it straight away. I mean, they're nice. creating the demand for you. You just yes. have to answer. Yes. And you Love can it. even, with the comment, you can make a reply to that comment with your video, with your new design, which creates so much social proof, right? Because people ask for it and now you give it. That means... That means the newer you see, oh well, he has a lot of customers. They're even asking him to create this design. That's um, brilliant, that's a huge, advantage really awesome. yeah. TikTok.
0: Brilliant. It's, what? Yeah. So, would you say that TikTok is your primary research tool for designs?
3: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it, cool.
0: It, I mean, oh, we 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 really,
2: uh, I mean, we we heavy users of TikTok ourselves. Uh, <laughs> so we try our best to translate the current trends for young people into the t-shirts nice. and usually
3: also when they when something's uh something big
2: is happening uh, in the world like i don't know um uh, yeah like, like recently a norwegian politician got caught stealing a pair of sunglasses from a store kind of a then, scandal and then, then, then you can make a t-shirt exactly when that happens about that happening and that creates so much more engagement because it's that's what's hot right now and people want to share that with their so friends. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be quick. You always have to be kind of
3: updated on on what's going on in the world. And especially if you're like in the international market, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what the, what was the bank, Silicon Valley Bank, yeah, when there was a scandal <laughs> there, uh, we saw a lot of t- people doing t-shirts and they were going crazy
2: viral and getting a lot of sales. It, it was like a, a Silicon Valley Bank summer management uh, risk intern. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a risk assessment uh, risk uh, manager. Assessment manager uh, yeah. And
3: but the thing is, you have to be quick. You have to be within a day or two.
2: If not, it's all news. Like the sounds, you have to really hit the the trend as it's hot.
0: Right. Great so tip. that's that politician. Was that the This is Pitbull shirt with the guy? No. <laughs> No, that's, that's not him. Man. Okay, okay. I was wondering who that was. I was like, it looked like Pitbull at the beginning, and I'm like, wait a sec. He, his face is totally different. It's, it's a
2: Norwegian politician. Yeah, but it's a different one. It's a, it's not that guy who stole the glasses.
0: Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, so you guys are going on TikTok kind of every day, and you're just going through your for you page looking for really new trends, like new scandals or things that are being really talked about right now, and then you guys must be really quick to turn these around, like to turn these into designs.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, if you, it, I mean, our designs aren't very aesthetically pleasing. There mm. is often just a picture and a text and mm. that, that also fits in well with the TikTok uh, not be corporate idea. It's kind of a part of the
3: shitty brand, uh, kind of a, <laughs> <laughs> just to have like a, a funny design that's not not the best kind of executed, but, uh, but well, that's kind of the, the point of it.
1: It also speaks to like the power of print on demand because you can get that design up right away. You can start selling it within minutes, you know, exactly. and that's, that's a huge advantage as opposed to like having to print the shirts yourself or have them screen printed or something like that. So it's you know print on demand. Uh, I think I think Adrian, I'd love to move into the print-on-demand side a little bit if we can. Yeah, could.
0: let's th- that's a good transition. Let's kind of shift gears let's and talk about in. talk about that. So I actually met you guys at the Gelato Accelerator Summit, and Carrie, it was so cool. Like I looked around the room and like the average age, most people were maybe in their 30s, their forties, and then I see like these two young guys. I was like, what the heck? Who are these guys? And then they go up and they proceed to just do. The coolest, like, live demo presentation on TikTok to the entire group. They literally filmed a TikTok in front of everyone. It was so cool. And I overheard people saying that that was one of their favorite presentations, if not their favorite presentation, because you guys just were like, This is how we do it. And literally just created a TikTok by hooking up your camera to the big projector screen and showing people what you were recording and whatnot. Um, but so I I know you guys are using Gelato, um, and I I want to know kind of how you decided to use them first of all, like what what was like oh like let's go with Gelato
1: because there's like hundreds there's hundreds of print so on demand many providers. To from.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Uh, actually, it it, it started uh, when I was just doing some research, and the the sh- the shipping cost to Norway is so high because it's I mean. Who knows where Norway is, right? It's so like it's somewhere there. So it's so expensive to ship uh, always with other print on my couriers. But the gelada had the cheapest uh, price. So that's why we went along with it. It was only mm. after a while that we found out it's actually a Norwegian company. And fun fact, <laughs> one of the founders is actually, he's the dad of one of my old classmates.
0: No so way. That's a weird
2: coincidence. But uh, we, I mean, we haven't, we haven't had the thought of even switching since. The I mean, the, the, and they even just reduced their pricing just recently. Yeah. yeah and when when uh, I started
3: with the German store, uh, he had already a, kind of established a good uh, a good uh, partnership with Gelato. Uh, kind of uh, told told me about the good customer service and uh, and whatnot. Uh, so for me, it was kind of a no brainer, and we already had. It's easier to have like multiple stores uh, in
2: this on the same Gelato mm-hmm. account. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and, just what we did. And I mean, the not to be biased, but I think our model really speaks to the advantage of Gelato's API network. Because we have both, I mean, we have customers where people speak Norwegian and where people speak German. And mm-hmm. for us, it doesn't have any implication. Because if, uh, if an order is placed in Norway, it will get produced in Sweden, which is bordering Norway. And if it's in Germany or Austria, it will get produced in Germany and Austria. We don't have to write, route
1: any orders anywhere gelato i mean we are, so we are a automated. bit biased but uh <laughs> still it's it's really no but i, I mean, mean if you guys decide to open up another store pretty much anywhere in the world gelato is going to be able to print those locally you know where your customers are no matter where that you know where you decide to start selling and then you guys also get the benefit of lower shipping costs because if you had to ship everything from norway or ship everything from the u.s or ship everything from wherever to all over the world like it's going to cost tons of money so that's that's a huge, that's a huge benefit. Yeah. For sure. yeah,
0: I thought I thought maybe it was because you guys are in Oslo and gelato is based out of Oslo that it just made sense. But it's hilarious that you didn't even know they were in your own city. No, it's a total coincidence. <laughs> It's, it's such a frequent question that we get asked by people. And a lot of our listeners, especially um, they're really new or they're thinking about starting. And they're always, one of the most common questions we ask is which print on demand provider should I go with? And, you know, people find it very valuable to hear about different experiences that sellers are having, especially high volume sellers like you guys. Um, because you want the print-on-demand company to be scalable with you you want them to be able to meet your volume and not have huge lag times because you're selling so much something like that so how overall like how has your experience been with gelato and what would you say some of their strengths are well i
3: would say the the main strength uh, would be the customer service uh, at least and and kind of for us it's it has been amazing from the beginning that we kind of always been seen even though uh also, e- e- even though how small we were uh, and uh we're still uh, we're still growing and uh, and just the way we've always had like this kind of communication with them uh, and whenever there's a problem
2: we can contact them and it'll get fixed right away and, I, and I've never seen customer support respond so fast so consistently i mean it's like <laughs> like 5 hours i think if if an order isn't it's pretty time-sensitive, right? When a customer asks you, hey, where's my order? Then I have to contact Gelato, ask them if this is the, if that took like two business days. My customer would knock on my door and say, hey, where is it? So it's really key <laughs> that, that Gelato does it so fast. Because, yeah, because uh, we'd be banned from PayPal if,
3: uh, yeah. if it took such a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow.
0: That's that's really interesting to hear. Yeah, I know that they have one of the highest uh, ratings on Trustpilot and a lot of people talk about their customer service. That's a, one of many things that people love about them. Um, in terms of international selling, like you guys are selling in Germany, Norway, like what's been your experience with international sales using Gelato?
2: I mean, do you mean logistic wise? Like, yeah, yeah like
0: you mentioned that uh, the items are produced very close to where they're ordered so has that been a pretty smooth experience
3: yeah well in germany it's been it's been a dream uh, because they they have multiple print facilities in germany so kind of uh, wherever you are it's uh, it will be the closest thing and i've had customers uh, in some rare occasions but still some really happy customers that receive their products within like 12 hours or 24 hours and that's wow. just, that's just amazing. And it helps so much kind of people commenting this on, on, on my TikTok page once, whenever somebody's having doubts, like, is this real guys, is this scam? And then somebody comments like, no, I got mine after one day or two days. And, uh, nice. and that just really helps. And I don't know if that would be able, if that would happen with
2: any other uh, print on demand providers. Yeah. And, and Adrian, I, I was, I was really curious why you would even ask that question. Because in my head, that's so obvious that the logistics part would be like completely off your shoulders. But I'm sure that's not the same case for all the printing pro- providers. But for right. for us, I mean, if if we got a, a million orders to Zimbabwe, I mean, we wouldn't even know if uh, if nobody told us because they just handle everything. It's it's completely. No it all goes it, uh, yeah. automatically behind your back. We may be bragging a bit too much, but we we we, we don't get paid by Gelato to say this. Well. <laughs>
0: It's interesting to hear your perspective as high volume and international sellers. A lot of our, you know, a lot of our sellers are American. We do have a lot all over the world that listen, but a lot of them, you know, maybe they use a print-on-demand company where everything is fulfilled out of the US, no matter where it's ordered from. So it's a totally different experience if someone purchases something in Australia but it's fulfilled in the US. You've got to worry about customs, taxes, Mm -hmm, uh, long shipping times, high shipping costs. So I think that that's really one of the areas that Gelato shines. And that's why I wanted to hear your perspective, because, yeah.
1: I was going to say, uh, back in my day, uh, the old guys, you know, the old guys here, when we started in print on demand back in the 2016s, you (laughs) know, when we started in print on demand, there was only a few print on demand companies and they were pretty much all U.S. based. And you know, it, yeah, like when I first started selling in print on demand, I was selling in the U.S. and then I would routinely, I started getting more orders in Europe and Australia, and it would cost—I mean, it would cost like twenty dollars to ship it, twenty U.S. dollars, uh, and then there would be all those issues like customs issues, and mm-hmm. they the the order would get stuck at the post, the local post office, like in somewhere in Europe or in Australia and yep. and the 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 customer would have to go to the post office and pay money to get the package and like it was a nightmare sure. so I did, we didn't we didn't have like an awesome network like gelato so it it is a game changer yeah, yeah. it's
3: really unique yeah we were kind of spoiled on this because we had like this, this smooth experience all the way from the beginning so yeah we're really really happy
0: yep Cool. good to hear that good to hear that and I wanna ask you a question about TikTok and I think I know the answer to this, but I don't wanna make any assumptions. So how important do you think that TikTok really, TikTok and social media have been in achieving sales and success for your brand? Like, would you say TikTok has been a total game changer? This is our easily our primary channel, 99% of our sales come from it because one thing that we tell people is you know generally we recommend people start with social media to get their brand name out there to get their reach to expand their reach um and to convert those visitors those followers into sales so how important would you say that TikTok and social media has been in your sales journey we wouldn't have been
3: here if it weren't for TikTok and Instagram that's uh, very safe to say uh, I've seen uh, at least TikTok. I think for us is the is, uh, is the most essential. But uh, I've also had some competitors doing great on Instagram. So I think those two are are the most important channels. Uh, I think for almost any brand, uh, at, at least when starting up, to have.
2: And yeah. short. I think the the key is really short form video content. Yeah, I'm not
3: yeah. taking it uh, too serious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So That's reels. Awesome. You would say TikTok and reels essentially.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean we, we we have been repurposing uh to I mean to to reels and to YouTube shorts, mm-hmm. but you can really see the the difference in reach between the apps, even though it's the exact same video. I mean right. TikTok is just a hundred times X the amount.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. crazy the reach you can get literally overnight with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have a formula that looks like you just keep doing it again and again and again. Like you're I mean, not 100 100 100 times. wonders. You you guys aren't one hit wonders. You didn't have one video go viral and make a bunch of sales. Like you have a strategy that keeps, keeps bringing in, I guess, waves of sales. That's what it seems like, you know, based on your content that goes viral and whatnot. Would you say that?
3: Definitely. Uh, I think, uh, uh, well, uh, the thing uh, like views are sales. Uh, So if if it's, uh, if it's a video below, uh, at least in Germany, it's a bigger market. So uh, if it's a video below 10,000 views, it's a bad video and uh, and uh, and, uh the, the main thing is to have like at least one video per week with 100k plus and uh, of views, and then you, we also get decent amount of sales. yeah and it's, and it's definitely possible. I it's, mean, it's, it's really doable. I, I've been kind of lazy even on the TikTok front, kind <laughs> of uh, not posting as much as I should, but
2: uh, yeah, it's it's 100 percent doable, and after a while it, uh, it it's also like friend referral. I mean, they see the funny T-shirt in the street. People ask, where's that from? I mean, it's maybe a bit easier for us to have like the really eye-catching designs because people will actually come up to you and ask, hey, where'd you get that from? Right. Um, but that's that's also a key. Just create a good product, uh, maybe a bit controversial, and then people will ask where they got them from. Yeah, but it's it's so easy to kind of build a brand if you stay consistent and,
3: uh, and kind of keep doing your thing. After a while, when people have seen it multiple times because thousands of people are going to see it with a TikTok reach. So it's mm-hmm. not hard for someone to see it multiple times and then know that this is you. This is your brand kind of. And uh, and after a while, you've kind of established something that's totally uh, a full-on
2: brand. Yeah, it, I mean, it may not be easy, but it's definitely very feasible yeah. for everybody. Right. Yeah.
0: Man, you guys have so much knowledge on this topic. I can't even believe how much you know about it. And you guys have already dropped so much gold. Like I know listeners are going to be loving this, but I, I know that during the presentation for Gelato, you guys just like offered so much value in that presentation. You gave so many kind of quick win tips. And so I wanted to kind of shift gears here and kind of double down on, on the, the game, the strategy, because you guys are clearly, you're killing it. You're making it work. So I wanted you guys, uh, if there was a couple tips that you guys have that you would share to people that are either brand new, they've never created TikTok before, or they've created TikToks and just not seen a lot of success. Cause there's a lot of those people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck around 200 views. Like every video yeah. freezes that 200 views. Can you guys share kind of a couple tips that you would give to these individuals on kind of how to create viral TikToks?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it it, it really sums up what we've been saying. I mean, number one, uh, have a good hook, catch the eye. Uh, Number two, don't be corporate, just don't be corporate. Don't try to sell, don't try to make any call to action. Um, Make it shareable. And then uh,
3: also uh, to have this kind of engaging, keep in mind that people are are like they're searching for the dopamine; they want to be stimulated. So uh, a really great tip for your video is to have a lot of cuts, kind of not have this long video and then suddenly show the product, but mm. kind of oh here's this and then oh there's it and it cuts to you walking with it and then it cuts to you putting it down and then kind of have this it's it generates this small kind of stimulation um and for the tips for uh, for the the viewers that are kind of stuck in the, and the, maybe not uh, not uh, not not uh, really <laughs> success for, yeah not having the success they want yeah. uh, it could be to to kind of see what others are doing and trying to kind of apply it to your own uh, own formula as much as you can and kind of see the tiny details because it is it, it, it is a lot of tiny details that matter uh, and then just switching things up and uh, and seeing what works and what doesn't it's uh, as we already said it's a matter of trial and error so you mm-hmm. kind of have to just
2: uh, just see what works and what doesn't and that's by trying new stuff yeah i think I think the bottom line is instead of being a cool t-shirt brand, just be a funny, casual person that's wearing a cool T-shirt. I mean, that's the, if you do that consistently, people will ask where did you get that T-shirt from instead of being sold to because people
0: hate that. Right, right. And that's yeah that's that's really where TikTok shines like like i said it's like the anti-ad platform you know it's like works against you if you make it look like an ad so um yeah it's really good hearing your perspective on that um kind of wrapping things up here because i know you guys are busy i know you guys are heading off to like germany for a while you guys are doing a lot of traveling um so we re- we appreciate you guys making time to to do this of course of course, of course. Um, kind of wrapping things up. So if someone was brand new and they were just starting an online clothing brand and they just, you know, they just got their Shopify store set up. They just got their print on demand set up. What kind of first steps would you recommend? Like what advice would you give to new clothing brand owners?
3: Well, uh, it's easy to say, but really just do anything. Because as long as take you take action, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna form its way, and things are gonna, uh, the pieces are gonna fall in place. Yeah. Uh, so just doing anything really helps, at least in the start, because the hardest part is kind of getting through the doorstep. Uh, I don't know if that's a saying; it's a yeah. saying in Norwegian, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh, getting through the doorstep is the most important part. So once you have the shop and everything set up, I think. Just start trying, start posting anything. And then you'll see what works and what doesn't. Yeah.
2: Try to fail. Yeah. Start
0: taking action.
1: Start taking action. That's, right. taking I mean, action. that's, that's,
0: that's You know, we yeah. we preach that all the time. Just take imperfect action. And you guys were kind of alluding to that earlier when you were saying, just get started. Just start posting stuff. Just get your store set up. Um, it's so powerful. And I think a lot of people get analysis paralysis. They're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then they do nothing. You yeah, know, they plan, they plan everything, but and
3: like I have to do this and this, and then it ends up with not doing anything. Just and Just planning,
2: and I think actually on TikTok to to really give some actionable uh, in, insights. If you if you scroll on TikTok and you see something that's viral, even if it doesn't have to do anything, if you do you know Theo Van, for example, if you create like a Theo Van. Uh, oh, Theo Vaughn, the comedian. Theo Vaughn, yes. yeah. Yes. If, if you maybe you could you could add, make it like a t shirt store with some quotes that he has. I don't know if that's copyright or nothing. I don't I'm not a financial advisor, as they say, but you, you could just create like a TikTok account with funny clips of him saying things like uh, short form video content, and then if people go into the to the bio, they will see oh they have a merch store. I mean, examples like this, it doesn't have to directly correlate with your product if your video if your videos get views then people will try to investigate more yeah so it doesn't really do anything with your with your products really
1: so good
0: yeah that's great that's great advice um well i think a lot of people are gonna want to hear more from you guys or if people did want to reach out to you guys what would you what would you say is the best way to reach you guys is that what handles? Where should they find you, or where should they contact you?
2: Yeah, maybe Instagram is the easiest if people are able to spell the names. I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put we'll put all out. that down in the show notes, so everybody can you know find they can spell your yeah, name sure. and everything. But yeah, reach time. out on Instagram. We're yeah. happy
2: to discuss anyone who uh, who would like to. I mean, discuss anything really,
0: absolutely. Cool, cool. And what would the handle be? What would the Instagram handle be? It's Costa uh, Shorta.
3: And let's just hemp store. Let's just hemp store.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's just hemp store. How how do you spell that? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna write it down can, so I can put can it in Write the it now.
2: down. That may be easier. We can
3: write it in yeah. the
1: chat. Okay, all right. cool.
0: Awesome.
1: I'll get we'll it. We'll get it all for me. We'll make sure we'll make yeah, we'll make sure it's posted down in the show notes below for anybody listening. If you're on YouTube, we'll put it in the description. So yeah. thank you guys so much for being here.
0: This was yeah, so much fun. It was have so cool. fun on your travels keep up the great work and we're excited to to chat with you again in the future and just kind of see your continued success it's very inspiring so congratulations on all your success very well deserved and all the best to you guys moving forward
2: hey yeah thank you so much for the opportunity I really appreciate it thanks yeah. for
0: having us thank you guys talk soon
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print on Demand Playbook podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.